Hi everyone and welcome back to my album review for Run The Jewels new album RTJ4. Personally, I'm super excited to be here. This is the Headspace podcast. The show will be break down new hip hop albums like Run The Jewels 4, track by track, giving thoughts and opinions on every single song. My name is Holden Stefan Roy and I've already talked about the first five tracks over on RTJ4 and you can check that out. It'll appear somewhere at the top or you can go click on the channel and check it out the beginning part, the introduction and I guess more of the first reaction where I tend to go into a little bit more detail and now we're going to get through the following six tracks and I'm going to just give you my impressions and thoughts on all the songs. Before we get into that though, I do make music myself and I'd, I'd love to know what a Run The Jewels fan thinks about my stuff so you can check that out there's a music video on this channel uh, recently put out may in middle of may or whatever and you can check all the spotify information down below click on follow if you feel it i really could use that help and if you like this format a review this long form break it down style the way we do here you can check out the patreon and even tell us what albums you want to see us review on that note there's six tracks left to get through on this project and i think this album is real strong for those that wonder where i stand i was basically just oozing praise in my opinion for like an hour in the last review so let's do it let's just get into walking in the snow man this one just hits it has that like grimy trappy feel to it but just feels proper like but it feels both again modern but with a heavy adherence to rap would be, I guess, the main narrative that I would come up with for how I describe the first album. Like, that's the charm of Run The Jewels. They understand all the rules and the fundamental things that we as hip-hop heads tend to feel is important in terms of core elements and tenets of the craft. But they make it just sound fresh for 2020. And that's real cool. Something that I was real confused about is the lack of featuring of Gangsta Boo up on Spotify. Like, everyone else got featured josh homie gets featured by the gangsta boo whose contributions to this track in my opinion far outweigh anything josh homie brings to this project um she's not credited i mean she's there and it's cool because literally uh i have to listen to that she put that dick in her mouth all day try i listen to that shit all the time because my girlfriend is obsessed with that tune and i get it man gangsta boo sounds fire every they all sound great together and so i was real excited to know that she was on the album i was just a little surprised at the feature thing i never understand the rules for this it seems so flippy fickle like i know that when you push this on to the distributor you literally do shit when you the file name to add the feature i've added features so like i totally understand that this is all within the controller on the jewels and i wonder just why is it a songwriting thing i don't know if any of y'all know the answer that would be real cool for me i couldn't figure it out well, let's get into the track right off the jump you get get a dose of dirty code to go been cold since co flow and that's real strong man because he comes in with the harsh but like i like the compounded the way he just kind of slams those syllables together but he's basically saying i got them grammy rhymes and i've been fucking fire since back in the day and we totally did the company flow uh, album review for funk crusher plus so yeah he's he's being real he's been cold since then one second the cat would like to be let out of the room I promise you're gonna come back at some point because the door's closed. Anyway, keeps going. I got wire to unlatch and I'll set a fire down below. That's cool because, you know, live wire in terms of hot situation. 
set a fire below but in a sense it almost feels like the beat could be like that i don't know maybe i'm just reading too much into it either way the way he hits this beat i just love the sound of this this is definitely one of my favorite tracks on the album haven't slept on it haven't consumed it a little bit more one of my favorite songs i'm not even gonna lie probably got a year or 10 to go so let's go love that lyric too because it's just like going yeah i've been here for a minute i'm not going anywhere i'm gonna just keep going i really don't know how to go slow and I like that too because it's like the pace of his life. The volume of work that Mr. Producto has put out is pretty freaking fantastic. So I just love the energy, the swagger. I like it when people who have the accolades and who can prove that they are that dope, so they're so consistently dope, come through like that. That to me was real impressive. And then you have a Gangsta Boost clip from the chorus, just got done walking in the snow. And I like that because it has like this griminess, but I also live in Montreal, so I know all about walking in the snow. And I also know what it's like to walk in and be like, God damn, that motherfucker cold. And But then it's like, you know, playing up on the fact that walking in the snow is cold, but also he cold as a motherfucker. Anyway, fucking good, man. You're in the wrong mode. You open and close in your hole. It's a no-go. The whole world's a shit moat filled to the brim like Gitmo. I really enjoyed this. So apparently Gitmo is a nickname for Guantanamo Bay, but it also kind of to me sounds like get more. So it's like, yo, on top of that, so it's a, to me, if it's both of those things at once, it's actually pretty fire, right? So everything in life's fucked up, filled to the brim with, you know, shit like Gitmo, which is awful. The Guantanamo Bay situation is clearly not good. Um, I mean, I'm really on that liberal fuck that shit type of stance, but um, Gitmo also and the ideology of just get more, the compulsion, the greed, it fits into a lot of the core tenets. And so I just think it's fresh that like both of those things, in my opinion, can be true based on the way he spit that shit. When you think you don't get mo low in the limbo, it, it till the sticks on flow, all oppressions, porn of lies. I don't make the rules. I'm just one guy. And I like that part because I feel like I can really, really relate to what he's saying there. If you're a person who observes the systems and you look at the, the corruptions and you, you kind of take the time to try to figure out all the bad stuff that's going on in the world so you can see some of the games being played and how we're all kind of in the same pawn-like situation, you can report on it and then people are not going to like the messenger so they clap at that. And uh, I like what he's basically saying is, yo, man, I'll make these rules. I'm just telling you what it is and you can do what the fuck you want with that situation. And I love it. All due respect of getting spit on is how respect is now defined. And I'm like, oh my gosh, where? I'll be honest, as far as buyers go, that politics hard hitting, like to me, this one is one of the absolute bangers. It's less like, it's more about like what I feel like they represent and their ideology rather than their skill being the core tenant. And I'm really a little bit more into that. Um, but yeah, just the idea that in these day and age, respect is about basically getting spit on and, and like, being weak and, and being submissive in visible ways being demeaned and that's not really what respect is but it's saying that society has kind of redefined it it's a real good fucking like bar in my opinion hungry for truth but you get screwed and drank the kool-aid that's a line it indirectly at the edge of a mass grave that's their design that's cool because there is a lot of people out there hungry for truth but with the amount of misinformation and foolhardy actions that we all can witness in terms of people maybe getting lost in rabbit holes of information and knowledge on the internet you effectively get sensationalized into radicalization so as an example of this i'm watching literal witch hunts play out as people almost go let's find a racist up on my facebook and look i'm all for 
bashing somebody for saying some shit that's stupid but some of these people really we could be educating and instead you're just gonna like fucking knock them out and bully them into oblivion so that they entrench down on their hate and shit to me that feels like it's gonna create more divisiveness and in the end it's almost like you're playing into the game a little bit this is also relative to just my last week on Facebook. It isn't reflective of any bigger system or problem. It's just an anecdotal observation that I've seen some weird-ass witch hunts play out of people just trying to dox people. And we up in Canada where that's not even legal. So, like, we don't have the freedom of speech protections that come with being a U.S. citizen. So, in a sense, you're watching how there's definitely some kind of agent trying to write, play on this rage to just fuck shit up online as much there's trolls there's all this other stuff i don't know to me that's like an example of this shit these these good-hearted people hungry for the truth hungry to learn but getting lost because they're not able to see the bigger picture and the bigger game and i'm not trying to pretend like i know the answers in fact i would love nothing more than to have a good conversation with these two men and get some real education in my life just sit there and shut the fuck up for a minute that would be real fresh to me ask some questions you know get some real interesting answers but in general, I definitely can empathize with where their position is because I feel like I relate, you know? So when that cage is done with them and you're still poor, it come for you. I mean, I've been going up to everybody and quoting this line. It's always stuck with me ever since I heard it in an anti-flag song. Uh, first they came for the communists and I did not speak out. Then they came for the socialists and I did not speak out. Then they came for the trade unionists and I did not speak out. And then they came for me. And he's basically saying the same thing there. People act like they're protected. Now, maybe it's not the same for y'all, but my family is like, the only reason we're not considered white trash is because we grew up on welfare in the city, right? Like in another state or province we'd be the white trash peoples right so i can tell you we the poor whites and um i'm not i'm now middle class i, I clawed my way up which i totally had a lot of help because of shit like my last name it's kind of whack but like we can go on about that in another time i'm just recognizing that um but the same i'm in a weird place okay it's emotional for all of us honkies these days as we're trying to find a new ways to my, myself i'm trying to find out what the fuck being an ally is supposed to mean and all the good shit so that i don't act like a pretentious douchebag but this is almost like half therapy just talking to y'all for me at least that's why i come back time and time again and lengthily describe my thoughts to a camera um but yeah just it's never been built for one group right so i've always just seen how like let's say in, in like the most atrocious of situations the entirety of the current group gets eliminated or, or they get subjected who's next man there's gonna be somebody else to vilify and keep it going and then let's say all that's left is a bunch of white people that look the same it'll be people with blue eyes versus brown eyes and then this divisiveness will just continue to create tears of division until the end by design because that's how they do i don't even blame i think it's beyond just blaming capitalism as many people get distracted with it's just this is some top level world shit i don't know the new lowest home well golly gee you have been used you help to fuel the death machine and down the line will kill you too pseudo christians y'all indifferent kids in prison ain't a sin shit so i like that because it kind of flips it into how a lot of people that might be using religious uh, zealousness and you know a bunch of people that are supporting the, the the other side which obviously these other side exists you're seeing like four black kids walk by holding signs and a line a bunch of white people with guns like fuck 
like y'all are kind of like are you nuts there's like eight white kids there or sorry eight black kids protesting like what the shit is happening down south these pseudo christians it's fucking fair because a lot of these people are okay to lock up children to allow some seriously awful shit look i read the bible man it's actually on my my list of books to read next year it's just too fucking big and it would fuck up my reading numbers i'm at 30 uh, almost done 30 books this year and we're not halfway through the year so i'm killing it for where i want to be bible would eat two months so i'm gonna wait till next year but i read that shit before and yo it's not really like half the shit people think about it isn't even in the book so anyway if even one scrap of what jesus taught connected you'd feel different and i feel them man something that's always resonated with me is how a lot of i'm gonna call them pseudo christians are people who are very self-righteous and they go out of their way to kind of condemn the rest of the world as sinners and this is a lot of anecdote okay this is a lot of my life experiences i'm reflecting here um but they just like if you don't live right you're ostracized right and there are like tenets in the bible that can be twisted to describe the ostracization process but it's like taking two chapters out of, of the largest book you're ever gonna fucking read it is four times the size of 48 laws of power by word count in case any of y'all have read 48 laws four times as long as it took me like two months to read 48 laws of power that was back then could do it quicker now it's not the point but like all i'm saying is two chapters create an entire system of ostracization and they cherry pick so much shit and they just ignore the fact that there are actually bible verses like everything is permissible but not everything's acceptable meaning time and place for everything maybe maybe even a time and a place for a little bit of ganja in fact i believe in the proverbs you are recommended to get drunk after somebody has died to cope with the loss for a day of escape and mourning so all i'm saying is if you really cherry pick the bible to shit about orgies and whatnot it's not like like people don't understand that book because half these people never read it they just went to church and got taught a bunch of shit back to jesus this man did not hang out with the hoity-toities those would be the pharisees is who they would call them right those are the hoity-toities that were just kind of condemning the world and being all proper so i look at a lot of the modern day pseudo christians as the pharisees of yesteryear whilst me and the real ones trying to get out there and fight the good fight uh, and this is just in life. I feel like in life I try to fight the good fight and influence others towards maybe a more accountable way of living where you're self-aware and understand who you are, where you fit into the picture and how you can help, you know. And, you know, you try to testify and live by example because you know what really inspired me? What would Jesus do? Jesus would not condemn a motherfucker. Jesus would try to show the way and whatnot, you know. He wouldn't allow for injustice. He would fight in a way, in my opinion, but in a way educated because that seems to be like the core tenant so i love the fact that in all of this like crazy shit we're getting off of killer mike and lp there is a fundamental understanding of the actual doctrine and then they're able to flip that that's real cool to me anyway i'd say you lost your goddamn minds if y'all possess one to begin with that is the only line i just don't give a shit about because i feel like it's really cool because right before it you have the whatever jesus line then what a disingenuous way to piss away what a disingenuous way to piss away existence i don't get it i don't get it either because effectively the way these people live is awful i know i talked a lot on this one verse but to me there's just so much amazing that came through it
Then we have Gangsta Boo doing her shit, and then it's fine. I just like the hook, though, like the way she spits it. She's just banging. I don't know what else to say about her right now, because that just sounds amazing. And for the longest time, I'm going to be like, just got done walking in. It's now. It's going to be my new winter jam. Then Killer Mike comes through and does this, this fucking nuts verse, right? And I think it's worth noting he wrote this in November of uh, 2019, is what I'm understanding from a little bit of Twitter uh, researching. The way I see it, you're probably free is from the ages one to four, around the age of five, shift away to where your body be stored. And that's fair. When you're a little, little kid below kindergarten age, you are effectively free to live your life without understanding anything really, and you're not really conformed yet. And then from the age of five on, you're put into an education system. Now, I'm a, I'm a dropout of the university land. So I went through high school, graduated real dope with honors. I went on to the next level. In Quebec, we have a mini college. We'll call it mini university. I did that shit, graduated it, and then I realized education's bullshit, and I dropped out, and I've been fucking great ever since. I'm not recommending you drop out, but don't go to school if you don't have a plan that requires going to school, because that would be stupid. And we could talk about that in another video if you want to see that. Um, so I love the fact that he, he comes through that and they promise education, but really they give you tests and scores and they're predicting prison population for who's scoring the lowest. And I like how he comes in and he has one tone of voice and then the tone of voice just breaks. I don't know how else to describe it, but it breaks. Like you hear the pain of Killer Mike, in my opinion, come through and he goes, eh, um, and usually the lowest scores and poorest, they look like me. And it's like this realization that it's almost like statistically driven that he's less likely to succeed because they make decisions based on test scores. And, you know, I don't know how fucked up the educational system is. I don't really think I need to go on to run to Jules for fans about that. Um, and uh, till my voice goes from, uh, sorry, and, you, uh, and every day on the evening knows they feed you fear for free. And you so numb, you watch the cops choke out a man like me. And I'm like, whoa. Until my voice gets from a shriek to whisper, I can't breathe. And you sit there in the house on the couch and watch it on TV. The most of you gives a Twitter rant and call it a tragedy. And I'm like, y'all must have caught how like fucking close to home to the current moment and vibe. Like, I mean, yes, obviously it was meant to like tap into the the vibe of what he's going on. Police killing people and all of the situation as it is but to really come off like it's literally like describing what just happened with mr floyd is absolutely just it's nuts right it's nuts that like it was just predictable like it was in if it hadn't been a specific which it has been i know i know uh, i believe it was eric garner that was also choked out like that and i know it's happened multiple times i I just like you hear this verse and it's almost like he prophesized the situation and the Twitter reactions on a lot of it. I don't know. I went to a protest on Sunday. I'm going to another protest on Sunday. I mean, I'm going to go do what I can to learn more about what I can do because the truth is I made a video that's fucking useless. I can make content, I suppose. I can educate. Oh, you know what we did? I don't know. Here's a suggestion if you're watching this and you're wondering what you can do. My company didn't respond at all to this situation. So a couple of us uh, have gotten together and have crafted a response on behalf of the company. And we've sent that to HR to try to get a process in place to make that happen. Because some of y'all work for machines. Like I work for a machine. And maybe if we convinced and shamed our leaders into reacting the way we believe they should behave from our positions of privilege within that system 
maybe we can do something more, right? Like my company might not do it, but I'm not gonna end there. I already know how I'm gonna follow up with this system where I know I can speak right to them or I'm gonna send emails to literally the CEOs and be like, here's why I think it's ridiculous that you all don't think that this is a Montreal problem worth caring about. Because it is a Montreal problem. It's an everywhere problem. And I just wanted to let y'all know that, like, for us, it's like an actual thing. Back in 2012, a lot of people don't remember that there were some protests with red squares that were going around. And I know it wasn't necessarily exactly linked to racism, per se, but our cops went to fucking war with our students, right? So our city is super comfortable or not comfortable, that's not the right word, but super aware of what an excessive police response is. It's like something the SPVM, our police department, is really into with all sorts of situations. Like every year on March 15th, there's like an anti, I like to call it the fuck the police protest. That's kind of what it is. I happened to be out across the street from at one time. And I remember watching people get into cops' faces and it was all real small. And typically it's a small scale version of what went down. But this year it was this protest on Sunday. And man, just again, the way the cops escalated it, like we could have been in any one of the states where shit's going down right now. It didn't thankfully go that, that bad thankfully thankfully because it could have right it was like two steps away from that you know and on, on a sunday i don't know if it's gonna go bad who knows right because the cops got greenlit to have better weapons right before the last protest and we could see the police drones up in the air and there's some scary shit going on i'm saying this is montreal we up in canada it's supposed to be a good place anyway so I just thought it was relevant to discuss a little bit, given what Mike's saying here to like what we all can do. And keep in mind, if y'all have better ideas for how a dude like me can get involved, I'm fucking open to it. It's real important to me. Yeah, maybe this is not the best album review. That's okay. I think Killer Mike might appreciate what I'm trying to do here. Uh, but truly the travesty is you've been robbed of your empathy, replaced it with apathy. I wish I could magically fast forward the future, then you could face it and see how fucked up it'll be oh that's just beautiful art to me man it's what i aspire to be that kind of revolutionary with my lyrics to be able to call people blunt out the truth of a situation your apathy your inability to care and here's the thing man i was even commenting if some of y'all regular watchers a few weeks ago like it had felt weird it had been a while since there was a police shooting like it all slipped from my mind like it was no longer a concern to me because covid you know and here we are and now I feel like a fool for like, how could I be that guy, you know? Anyway, we all learn and grow and move on. And now's the time for us to band together and do what we got to do. Now I'm not inciting anything negative. I think through intellectual and artistic powers, we can band together and create messaging that educates powerfully. That's my dream of a revolution. I'm inspired by the Italian renaissances and whatnot. Anyway, so he's just fucking dope. And then he goes, I'm reading Chomsky. And I'm like, fuck, Noam Chomsky's dope. I bought a couple of his books and read them. I read Bukowski. And I'm like, I don't think I read Bukowski. I'll be honest with you. I think I tried to read On the Road a couple of times and it was boring. 
I'm saying low for a week. I said something on behalf of my people and I popped up in WikiLeaks. And then I looked into that and that's true. He said some shit a couple years back and then he really showed up in WikiLeaks through some Democratic Party emails, if I'm not mistaken, which he took that email and made merch out of it, which is amazing. Thank God I'm covered. The devil is smothered. The devil in this context, I think, definitely being honkies as well as the double entendre of fighting off on God and whatever. You know the evil don't sleep. Dick Gregory told me a couple of secrets before he laid down his grave. And that's fair. I don't know who Dick Gregory is, but the next bars is bar of the album. Bar of 2020 for me. I have everything I've heard in 2020. It's my favorite lyrics. All of us serve the same masters. All of us nothing but slaves. Never forget in the story. Never forget in the story of Jesus, the hero was killed by the state. And you know what? It's something I don't think a lot of people realize that Jesus is a revolutionary that was taken out fighting for his people. I, and at the end of the story of Jesus, when he does, he got killed by the the, the system, right? They 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 did it. They did him dirty. I mean, you can look into it. They did him dirty, dirty. Nobody really wanted to kill him. They just did him dirty because the crowd wanted it. it. Was fucked up. Anyway, the chorus comes back through. There's another verse. And then it's fine. Who really want to run it with the uh, jewel runners? Go hellfire hot in a new sauna in a cold winter, baby, in a cruel summer. So anyway, this I felt was a little more braggadocious, a little more cocky. Almost like we said all the really, really hard shit to validate their beliefs. And then you get to bars like when Killer Mike's like, we be the heroes, the breakers of the chains and busters of the lock. You be them suckers supporting them snitches and talk to the cops. And then LP goes, this the Elmatica turning your face into fucker fuwa gra. I'm not so sure opportunity's knocking. It's probably the law. Uh, that's fucking fire. Don't get me wrong. I just feel like I can't add a lot more to that conversation except to say it's fire. They're authentic. Y'all a bunch of bitches. And that's kind of what they're putting down. This track is literally amazing. I know I spent a lot of time talking on it. But like I said, I think fundamentally it's one of the nicest songs on the whole album. I love the beat flip up into the third verse. I think it just adds so much charm to the track makes it something that's engaging but you can also just dance to this so walking in the snow is a danceable political anthem like a banger one of my favorite songs on this album and an absolute five on five let's move on to just with the dollar sign s this is a pretty close contender for my favorite song on the album there's a lot of fives on this album is what i'm saying to me but they also just make great music i don't care what anyone says run jules is fantastic but let's let's ask a real question to the audience everyone watching how many of us, how many of us ever thought we'd see the day of Zach De La Rocha and Pharrell Williams on the same song? Now, obviously it's not impossible. It clearly happened here, but it's just one of those combinations of music you didn't know you wanted until you heard it. And they sound great because they really go back to back on this right on the hook. But you hear it starting off and it's Pharrell, mastered economics because you took yourself from squalor. Ooh, slave. That's an interesting line. I like the kind of ad lib. So the idea that because you're no longer poor, you're less of a slave and you understand top level economics is ridiculous. Master academics because your grades say you're a scholar. Oh, so you're academic because you went to school and got paper? Dog, I read like a motherfucker. I can trump half the academics I know in a proper debate because they don't know shit. It's almost like street smarts gives you a sense of wisdom i don't even have crazy street smarts but i have life experience which is just corporate for street smarts and uh basically you can trump scholars especially if you know shit because scholars don't have real life practical experience outside of academia 
naughty naughty i don't know why i said that master instagram because you instigate a follow fair enough you cool because you got a follow and that's fresh i get it is that community nah it's not a community my little community's dope though all y'all little behind that suit watchers who come through every episode all like i know it's a small number of y'all but y'all's real ones and i know you when we pop through makes my fucking day for real even if it's just to say what's up sorry i haven't commented and watched for a i get it i don't watch anybody for more than a couple months without a break so the fact that you come back time and time again <sighs> touches my heart anyway look at all these slave masters posing on your dollar and i'm like hmm that's a good lyric the queen's on my dollar and i went on about how i felt about her in the last part and that was my that's a great line it's not my favorite line i almost said that we know what my favorite line is but this is pretty good man just look at all these slave masters posing on your dollar and the way they just take that modern trappy vibe to it this could be anybody else's pop song except for the intelligence that's dropped through maybe ti could have fucked with that this could have been on a ti fine fine i'll give it to y'all um and then all of a sudden you hear look at all these i can't do it but i was trying to scream and i'm like Zach, because listen, I had forgotten he was on it on my first listen. Zach De La Rocha just works perfect with Run the Jewels. Um, I do want to see more Rage Against the Machine in my life. I hope they can get along together. But yeah, it's just great to have him back. Killer Mike starts off, and it's cool. Business time on my mind, I'm minding mine. Every time I'm on my grind, I'm trying to shine, make a dollar government. They want a dozen dimes. They pretty, they petty kind might kill y'all because they see you shine. Fair enough. And I like the little ad-libs, like the stay strapped so that you can protect yourself. But basically, he's doing his thing. He's making his shit because he's winning. They might want to take him out. Fair enough. That's some real shit that unfortunately happens far, far too often. I mean, you can look into the history of a lot of different things. I mean, specifically in this kind of, I was thinking about the FBI's attacks on the various black civil leader peoples. And so, yeah, just for having, or, or just the way they put people in jail. I'll bet there's entire squads set up to take like credible dudes. And then they laid them out with like hookers and blow and they get them on tape and blow their credibility or like, get some girls seduce the man ruin his fucking life i bet some of this shit is just literally from the man as in the government and they the way they tax us all i mean i'm in canada okay so i am in no fucking position to bitch about taxing uh, i don't like using the word bitch complain about taxing why because we got free health care fuck it i look at one hospital bill up in your country and you can take 40 percent of my fucking money actually i think it's closer to six uh so i lose about 37 percent of what i make to taxes off the fucking check on the jump but to be fair i'm okay with part of it going to like single moms and shit yo socialism is built into canadian blood um but then it's the 15% sales tax I also pay, meaning I basically lose about 52% of what I make to taxes. And that's the price of making money in Canada. Real expensive. So yeah, I lose that much. Plus, there's probably extra hidden fees here and there that I'm not even coming into. Like, if you were to consider cell phones as a tax in Canada, most of us would definitely add in another 80 to 100 dollars a month which is a significant amount of money we don't get good cheap phones like y'all have in the states we are like last place for internet freedom up in terms of in like cell phone land i think we're worse off than y'all i might be wrong maybe some of y'all have worse companies maybe we should all do a little comparison poo of our internet shittiness um anyway so i done had back to the lyrics i done had to talk with myself so many times am i a hypocrite because i know i did plenty crimes and then i like how he goes yes i'm is i get broke too many times i might slang some dimes you believe corporations running marijuana 
in your country getting ran by a casino owner, pedophile sponsor, all these fucking racist bastards, and I told you once before that you should kill your message. Now that's the line I'm probably going to get my ass assassinated. And it flips back into the Pharrell and them and doing the hook, and it's real dope. So what I really liked about all that is the kind of aptness. Like, he has this inner conflict about the crimes he had to commit in the past to get to the man he became because he did some dirt once upon a time, and that weighs on his conscience. But then he considers everything about how companies now sell weed and the country is literally ran by a casino owner and all these awful fucking people. And, I mean, y'all know about Epstein and whatnot. So, like, yeah, it's pretty powerful. And then he's kind of like, yo, I told y'all once, kill your masters. And, you know, because he dropped those lines, he's basically risking that because he's trying to incite y'all. And they'll flip him on that and try to clip him on that. I don't know. I thought that was a real good verse. Then um, I like how uh, you get that Confucius said at the beginning of LP's verse. Man, you better uh, thug out, get the bag and butt bug out, run to your home, might run your luck out, cause just when your base is loaded, to roll a grenade in the dugout, earth folk, not a mellow bunch, we got our thumbs out in the air like hell or bust, and it's alright, I feel like it's very much in the same vein as what uh, Killer Mike did, I'm just scanning it to see if there's anything else that's like super worth popping off, cause yes, I recognize we are now at about a half an hour and there's still uh, another four songs to get through, I mean it's a half an hour for me recording, it might be a bit less for you, and I don't know that there was anything else he really said here that really popped out that I thought was amazing. I just felt that it was it kind of followed Killer Mike's verse in his own way. You know, that's uh, funny how some say money don't matter. That's rich now. I actually forgot. I love those bars. Funny how some say money don't matter. That's rich now. Isn't, isn't it? Get it? Comedy? Because that's rich now saying that's a good joke. Get it? That's rich now. Ha ha. Because you don't have money. Anyway. But it's also only rich people who say that money don't matter. Because if you're fucking poor, well, you know, you definitely know that money matters. I know that money is a huge gatekeeper for further success in my life. I know I could acquire it through better life habits and killing my joy and suffering a lot more. And I could get to certain places faster. But I'm in my 30s, so fuck it. It could take another decade. What the hell difference is it going to make? I'll never be famous in my 20s. It's just never going to happen. So I can really appreciate where he's coming from. Anyway, try to sell a pack of smokes to get food, get killed, and it's an anomaly. But hey, it's just money. Uh, sorry, get killed, and it's not an anomaly. So basically, you do some stuff out there in the world, and you get clipped trying to figure out your situations. But at the end of the day, it's okay because it's just money, and money doesn't really matter to anybody, even though money actually kills people. Then we get Zach De La Roche's verse, which just comes through. 2020, run the map, raw, uncut. Yeah, my hourglass, don't watch it spill to the bottom half. I'm like, what the fuck did he just say? What did he say there? He's harsh, and then we're not going to watch him die or run out of time. I don't know. You see the piece, how run it fast? I guess. No. On the tarmac, and it started Jack C4. When I run it back like a track store, run a, a star, run a record lap. Now, like when his needle catch, clean look, poet, pulgalist, a shooter's view as a pruder flick. I have no idea what the fuck Zach De La Rush is going on about. I'll be honest with y'all. He said a bunch of shit in this verse, and it sounded real revolutionary. And I, I'm gonna, I'm just loving it. But I don't know what the fuck he's going on about, and I don't really know if I like his bars. I just like that he's there and he's saying shit, you know? He, his verse, I'm, I'm like looking at it like, who convinced you that you can move against the crew? And this coming up through a fence offshore out of Porto Prince over, sure left his fingerprints on our hearts and the gate and the world is our residence. How can we be the peace when the beast gonna reach for the worst? 
So I get the feeling that the way people treat the world is real bad and you can't expect nice things to happen because we got to come through and do what we got to do and how the fuck did you think you could oppress us, etc. Man, it's convoluted. Tear all the flesh off the earth, stage set for a deafening reckoning. That's a good rhyme though, deafening reckoning. Anyway, quick like the pace of a verse, so I'm questioning this quest for things. I like the way it brings it back as a recipe for early death threatening, but the breath of me is weaponry for you, which is money. So I like that line at the end where it's like, yo, this to me is a, is a, is a war. It's my, it's my instrument of destruction. I come through and I use my poetry to incite the minds of people into better... I bet incite's going to become a trigger word for YouTube bots. Uh, but the minds of people to elevate... But when you hear me, you hear dollar signs. I like that. It's another five on five. It's a beautiful track. Anyway, let's talk about Never Look Back. And in a sense, sometimes I finish these albums and I never look back, but that's not the case for RTJ4. This is a cool track. Um, I feel like it's them looking back into their past and describing stuff about kind of like, you know, the reflective journey, but almost commenting ironically and how you shouldn't look back i don't know so 81 miles to the hour down road never look back uh never ever went slow never uh look back heard him say that before never look back never stare at a ghost so that's lp and killer mike going back and forth a bit um when he goes 81 mile, uh I, I don't know it just feels like he's driving real fast and then they're just kind of moving forward and there is that idea in life that you shouldn't look back in your past and consider things i don't know i guess that's just kind of what they're questioning don't look back at the ghost like the idea is to not get caught up in regret i imagine but uh bk in the summertime choke and shit fly but the drones oh no low on the smoke grab another pack oh pop smoke too when playing piano pops i'm you it's funny how that go mom you too i could never drink slow so now he's kind of going out he's getting some smokes he's reflecting on how he's inheriting uh, habits from his parents i don't know he runs through the rest of his verse and it's fine i just feel like he's being reflective you know funny how time feel off tick tock you thinking death speed uh, eat it drop a clock shot never smoke sad i heard that's a thought i got 44 bucks on the smoke what you got and i feel like he's effectively Oh, that's a good line. Like, that could be, like, 44 boxes and bullets and shit on a smoke. That could be, like, a complete gum bar. That's actually fresh. Um, but, yeah, in general, I just feel like he's looking back and he's just kind of contemplating shit and his attitude and who he is today versus where he comes from. So, ironically, he's kind of looking back a bit. And then Killer Mike's, like, got my mind on a mission, on the road to perdition, the crime on the grind. I'll admit it. I'm with it. I must have suckle up crime for my mama right city because if dollars made sense, no question she was with it. So here it's like he's down with the crime. He's down to do what you got to do. His mom is too. And then he kind of goes on to describe her. She was a queen penning, independent when I was a kitty. Uncle Luke, don't stop. Get it, get it, Magic City. Mama told me never judge a, my plug. Uh, never give up my plug. She told me never give these bitches my love. Still to this day, bro, I'm missing my girl. Still to this day, I'm perfecting my thug. And I like that. It's like I learned all this from my mom. And I'm working on the grind. And she gave me all this good advice and shit. And then he goes on about his wife. Got a wife built like a play by a bunny. Uh, fucked up, but I kept her because I keep it 100. Made a military that's for real. Ain't a damn thing funny. I feel like he's just really, like, I like that. Because it's like he's really into his girl. He's really into his situation now. And, you know, he's like, he keeps it real. He keeps his money. He gives you good advice. I love the fact that he's telling you not to give money to women. But I know for a fact the man loves strip clubs. So, whatever. Um... It's a decent chorus. And then I like how he samples the Mr. Motherfucking Exquire song. Uh, I don't, oh, he samples Mr. Motherfucking Exquire. Because I know the track he did with LP 
with all those other people really put it on my radar i don't remember what it's called though uh the last huzzah featuring despot das racist danny brown killer mike uh sorry killer mike appears in the music video uh so that was real cool to hear that so here's the play you can't go forward and you can't go back the past the present the future all irrelevant the only thing that matters is latitude gratitude is everything time is nothing so that's an interesting quote right because when i hear that what i'm hearing is is yeah we spend so much time looking at the future looking at the past trying to make all these plays and stuff but in reality the present and all that doesn't really exist all that matters is appreciation for what exists and kind of maybe trying to play the game a little bit differently in your current surrounding is what i took time doesn't really matter what matters is, is a gratitude or appreciation and i think that's so cool because we spend so much time obsessing about time and we often stop and smell the flowers so good on them for that then you have them come back 81 when i move to the country where the kings is i walk past st james place where the king lived uh think quick never saw a class a delinquent now i get cash for the beats and the sink uh, and the sink ship smart ass kid with a mean lit mom said jay gonna speak better mean it now mom fleek is a preset uh i don't wear a leash but at least i'm beasting all I had to say, LP is just fucking fire and he gets paid to do his thing and his work. I don't have anything else to really comment on it. It's pretty fire. And then I like how Killer Mike just kind of goes, never look back, you only get bitter, and then etc. Uh, and then if you get bitter, you won't get bigger. And if you get bigger, you won't get better and you won't get cheddar. And he just kind of rolls with that. And then he kind of says, you're not special or whatever. It's real nice. He kind of pulls through. But I like the fact that he's giving advice to people. And I like the fact that they make that like a focus of what they do. Um, I gave this one a 4.5. As much as I really liked the song, I felt like it was a little bit harder to get into it. And it was just followed by excellent after excellent. I think it was like four or five songs in a row that I was giving fives to. It was bound to break. Happened over here. Let's move on to the ground below. I really enjoyed listening to this one, but I'll be completely honest with y'all. It's got a lot of sounds going on, and I didn't focus as much on the words, so I'm going to run through the lyrics with y'all a little bit. Um, I love the flow and the delivery. Uh, I don't I don't know. This is another four and a half on five. So the problem I was facing with this song is I didn't love it enough to want to go back. I kept going back to just. I just, I, or I wanted to go on. Spoilers, I actually really like the next track a lot more. So I wanted to go on to the next one. And these two little songs leave the realm of sheer excellence into the land of very good. Now, when you're surrounded by excellence, very good doesn't sound as good as excellent. However, these two songs even though they're only four on fives, beat the fuck out of most shit I've heard. Um, anyway, so I liked a lot the way it starts. It's kind of banging. It's got a bit of a slower vibe too. And I don't know, maybe it's in my head that it's a slower vibe, but I felt like it kind of went down a bit and that's part of what I wasn't so into. Mike starts us off, the God Killer, this Tokyo and I'm Godzilla. That's cool. Uh, playing blackjack versus death gun the gun on the car dealer just bought a demon i'm screaming out the car dealer the last temptation to mike but i'm a god figure that's fine all this is just kind of bars i like the way it flows i think that's my big issue with this song is that it's nice it flows well i like it i like the way it sounds but as far as like actual like bars that popped out at me it was a little bit less of that it was a little bit more of a vibe track and i'll give it that but i think i was just playing with the bars and philosophy and shit and so i wasn't feeling it quite as quite as much still uh michael remained murderous because that's cool because i uh, you know michael and in, in terms of killer mike but also in halloween 
uh, but still virtuous way to kill the pre, uh, petty and foul at the church services not a holy man but a moral in my perversiveness so, uh, that's a great line actually because get it he's moral about his perversiveness he does to be a pervert correctly so I support the sex workers unionizing their services uh, that's amazing helping sex workers get organized I don't know if that's true I'm going to check the genius action uh, um, but uh, nah, I think he's just out there and he's trying to be very good and oh remember when he fucking made the videos to teach people using pornography to give education yeah he's definitely trying to legitimize that industry and use it for other ways i'll give it to him anyway the chorus is cool see you say that you don't love me i'm guessing i'm gonna be okay uh you say you don't feel me now i'm i feel like i'm gonna live somehow your love never meant much to me etc so i guess it's just them being themselves flossing and not really paying that much attention to the ground below they are so far up in terms of how they live and their success and the impact of us mere mortals is irrelevant Either way, LP's verse, born from the ether, I just appeared out of a cloud of reefer, screaming, fuck the world if I can drink what's coming out my urethra. That's cool. Uh, sorry, it can drink what's coming out my, my urethra. So basically, he comes out of ether, and then he's drinking, and he's pissing, and he's smoking, and he's coming through. I'll slap a dying child, you don't pronounce my name correct. Rules have got to be rules. Any exceptions, and I'm not a leader. Think in a box, I'm not getting my fix, and the shit is iffy. Filet a donut hole wife and don't get the crib uh and don't get to the crib quickly basically uh he enjoys a little bit of cunnilingus is what i'm understanding and uh he's basic i don't know i think it's a sex bar I think that's it. But if he's also kind of commenting how if you try to think inside the box, which is like a, a, the vagina, but also being a conventional mainstream rapper is kind of bad news bears for you and your career because it's boring. And then he's not really into that, but he'd rather go in a different way and think out of the box, such as filleted donut whole wife. That's a clever and out of the box way of describing kind of lingus. Don't get to the crib qu and quickly. I'll watch my mouth when I'm finished. What Watching y'all suck clout. So at the same way, y'all going out of their way effectively, metaphorically filleting an industry while he's just enjoying a lady. I like how he comes through with the swagger and attitude. I think it's a really good thing. I think it's a really strong track. I don't know. I like the outro. Every child, woman, and man opinion don't matter. Stick to your planet. They judge. Still don't budge. Don't give an inch and just don't nudge. Life a bitch. Leave you battered and bent. Loser win. Gotta hold up your chin. And I put it on Jamie and me. We just gave you inspiration for free. The money never meant much. So I think it's a game going through about putting down the kind of attitude you're supposed to have to be that kind of modern revolutionary, right? Coming through with a swagger of being the best, of adhering and caring about the right things, of proving your excellence, of growing and caring about the world, and then not deviating from your plan for popularity points or cool shit. I think this song's pretty good, honestly. So I give it a 4.5. I know I was talking about all that excellence, but yo, it's still a good song. Like, we're talking about compared to like everything else this is very excellent anyway uh let's move on two more to talk about let's talk about pulling the pin i'm like like i said i remember seeing how there were only 10 tracks on this project initially and i'm like this feels like an album closer it has that like energy and the beat it has like a finality to it it's real strong and i like how it comes in instantly i feel like my attention is grabbed with that kind of sound in the beat it's real cool and then the way lp has is like 
serious voice like we're gonna get real on this one kind of voice coming through i really like it from a long line of the rancid swine came to violators the cloven foot designed as a high crime from the iron ages twisting down through time cedar china unwind creation don't be surprised this is a mistake to think their influence faded effectively what i'm hearing here is he's kind of describing the cops you know because of the swines and shit and how they are coming through and being kind of mean historically it's they're still powerful they're still not great we've already touched on that so i don't really think i need to give my thoughts on it you either heard it or you didn't uh well what a wretched state of danger we've made or a thought to me perhaps explaining years of self-lobotomy toxically perhaps explaining tears and even tear uh and even tears in my cosmology you numb yourself to years and it, it can wear upon you honestly these old foxes got a lot of plots throughout foxes I think that's so interesting, right? Because it's so relevant to like how a lot of us are feeling today and right now. I mean, personally feeling where you think about it. Like I even mentioned how I kind of blocked out the whole situation because COVID, etc. Things come through. You distract yourself. You find ways to not necessarily care or maybe not pay attention. And there really is this huge effort and contorted effort to make people not care. I don't know how else to phrase it. Uh, you think that universe forgot us the way they curse pitched their product uh, through our spirits not a fire that can't be snuffed and turned to dollars or the expanse across all space that can't be contained in one small dollop and I see that it's the same moment in history back to Hannes and it's like yo it's kind of whack that all this shit's kind of playing through over and over again it's not new it's historical it's something we know has happened across multiple cultures and systems we know why it happens and yet it's still happening today and i think it's it's just trying to cope with it right and we don't necessarily have the same fighter spirit in it is because what i'm feeling and this is maybe just this hopelessness that's that's going around or whatever anyway and here we are again hello void long time watcher first time calling in uh so that's interesting, right? Because it's kind of like he's treating the void of desperation like a talk show or a radio host. Every cage built needs an occupant. Get a deadbolt, see him lock in. Had a good run, but they stopping in. Want a Walkman in the coffin lid? Eat your heart out, fiction fan. Truly, this tru uh, truth, the stranger document. Get it? Stranger than fiction. The truth, the stranger document. So I guess what he's pointing out is that the truth of our current situation is actually more interesting and more fictional in the dramatic nature of how it's playing out than anyone could ever really fictionalize so that's real nifty and it almost feels like he's given up and he's hopeless in this track you know and i like it i like that emotional state that he's put forth and then you have mavis staples singing and at best i'm just getting it wrong and at worst i've been right from the start it hurts i'm being torn apart there's a grenade in my heart and the pin is in their palm and i like that because it feels like the way you're conditioned to feel like you're living incorrectly and and if you're right about let's say all the negative shit too then you basically aren't happy because like and this is something i've lived through where you you call things or you're like yo if we do it like this it's gonna play out like that and then you end up being right and it's really tragic and it doesn't feel good even if people think you just love being right it's just you don't want to see people do stupid shit sometimes and then see how they other people can play with your life like a grenade like a fucking smoke grenade you know anyway uh then killer mike's verse is there too 
At best, I feel difficult, poor, and you pitiful. Then every day is like a satanic ritual. Beautiful soul with the rogue and the criminal. How long must the holy hold on to their principles? Kicking and screaming while watching the demons collecting the gold and the diamond residuals. My pastor said God has promised this paradise. Live a good life and it is pivotal. Promised my mama I would stay honest, but uh, I want it all in the physical. So here it's like you kind of have him being in an environment where it's not good and that kind of conflict between the materialistic desire of physical shit and then the spiritual faith of what's supposed to come almost like everything that god has promised us after death is worth the sacrifice but it's like hard to see that when you're in the midst of living in health anyway so he kind of goes on a little bit more and he's questioning the devils they do the despicable in this case i think he's taking the idea of devils and he's flipped it into white people from that kind of more nation of islam perspective and still they move us like the invincible these filthy criminals sit at the pinnacle doing the typical keeping this miserable t uh, talking the most and providing the minimal hate to sound cynical but shit is pitiful times is just critical and here it's like he's really just reflecting on how white people are acting like fucking assholes in this current society but he's doing it with such an effective rhyme scheme the way he rides the flow the way he just keeps it running is just awesome to me it's just so well done he just this constant flow where it almost feels like they ride the wave they both do it so well on this track like there's no break it's just this beautiful one take flowy greatness um i don't know i like how he just kind of ends it how it's almost like i'm gonna have to go out there and you know our murder is almost like a jihad in a sense because the mission is spiritual our murder is miracle that was sent here just to punish the terror so it's like the rage and shit makes them want to lash out and handle the situation in their own way I don't know, maybe I went a little too far at that statement, but that's fine. I really I really think that's what they're going for, this intellectual war on everything, and that's what their thing is. And that murder doesn't have to be in a literal sense. It can be the destruction of a system. So I really think this song is cool. Um, I'm giving it a 4.75. Uh, I really dug it. I think maybe Staples is fresh for working with these people. I've seen her name before on a couple other things. I think that's real cool. Anyway, one more for us to discuss. Uh, it's a doozy. It's almost seven minutes, but a lot of it's instrumental, so it won't be that long to talk about. It's a few words for the firing squad radiation. I like this. Um, it's got so it's got these four chords that I'm very familiar with because I made one beat in my life, and it's still on Reverb Nation. If you can go find it, um, and it's that chord progression that dun 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 dun. I play with the rhythm a bit, so it was like dun 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 and whatever. But it was the same chord progression. Yeah, I know it's just cascading notes, but it was that exact sound in terms of like where I went into the right. Anyway, I liked it. I enjoyed it a lot. So it made me have a little connection. But this is a cool closer it's got this slow build up and as he's rapping you have lp and more of a, a kind of authoritative like I'm, i got some shit to say voice again you know almost kind of the same feeling as the last track but like better uh, i woke up early once again that's four days straight i didn't wake you baby i just watched you lay in the radiation of the city sun i'm in love with you it's my only grace you know how everything can seem a little out of place on my life that seemed to be the only normal state and that's interesting because now it's like he's talking to this lady he's kind of expressing he's just looking at the beauty of her seeing her kind of soak up the sun and he's just kind of relating the fact that he's always felt out of place and life isn't proper in a sense it's a very different tone than a lot of what we've we've gotten so far um you know how every uh so um uh so feeling normal never really meant me feeling sane and being clear about the truth is uh and being sane have never really been the same so i like how he questions the idea of being like normal and feeling sane as being completely different ideas so normal 
is just kind of following social norms insanity is a very different it's about your mental state and how you're i guess how you're feeling in relation to yourself almost um i want to get i used to want to get the chance to show the world i'm smart isn't that dumb i should have focused mostly on the heart because i've seen smarter people trample life like it, uh, it's an art so being smart at what it used to be that's fucking dark I never really thought about it before, but I also used to want to uh, show everyone I was a smart fucker. I mean, you don't really start podcasts to talk if you don't think you're a smart fucker. But then I really wanted to show people how hard too, right? Because that's a bit of it. Uh, because intelligence really is so easy to lose sight of your humanity. Some of the worst people I know are just geniuses with zero empathy over pretentious issues for reasons just because they feel like superior um over it and so he's got a point smart people if you want to take an example like a zuckerberg the level of unaware these people can just absolve because or, or kind of put themselves through so that they can achieve their greater missions and shit because they're so smart i mean i used to be that kind of fucker and now i'm not or i try not to be at least you ever notice that the worst of us all had to have all the chips? It really takes the sheen out of people of people getting rich. Like maybe rich is not the holy ever loving king of motherfuck uh, king of nothing fuckers. No, we no you bluffing. You are dealing with the motherfucking money money runners. So in a sense, if the only way to get rich is to be a fucking asshole, is it really worth being rich? Is really what's being questioned here? And he's got a great point that it's bringing in. The lust of money is complicated when really you can have this great appreciation of just looking at this beautiful lady and i get that every morning when i see her there until i get out of bed because if i wake her up she'll be mad but yo the fact that she's like there is worth a lot more to me i don't feel i need all that much in my life i want a lot of things for my life and i would love some opportunities to grow and make music but what do i need i don't know i i can create i can do it fame i don't need the ability to create i have so it's interesting to me how uh lp is able to just hit it so beautifully then killer mike comes through it'd be a lie if i told you that that i ever disdained the fortune and the fame but the presence of the pleasure never abstained me from any other pain and that's a, a good line because he's like yo i love this shit but i also know that because there's some good in it doesn't take away from all the pain of the world which is i think something a lot of people like a guy like lil wayne absolutely dodges social issues because he can drown himself out in distraction when my mother transitioned to another plane i was sitting on a plane telling her to hold on and she tried hard but she couldn't hang been two years truth is i'll probably never be the same dead serious it's a chore to not to let myself go insane it's crippling make you want to lean on a cup of promethazine but my queen says she need a king not another junky flunky rapper fiend so here he's describing the pain of losing his mother and trying to stay sane in the, in the middle of that because it happened a couple years back and it hit him real hard and he just kind of wants to get fucked up sip some lean and escape the world but his wife is like yo hold the fuck up i need you to stay strong and be the man that you're supposed to be and not just be one of these other fuckers friends tell her he could be another malcolm he could be another martin she told my partner i need a husband more than the world need a martyr and that's another interesting line like all these people are trying to push her to get him to go on in life and i guess go be this particular person this activist and she's like yo he doesn't have to die for this cause like i need my husband here 
fuck you and your opinions you know you're talking about my husband in a way and it's i guess you never really think about that everyone just kind of puts it what, what, what her perspective would be like and i love how much he cares enough to put that on this album made in atlanta georgia when i used to ride in the marta with an empty 22 in the front pocket of my brave starter trying to make it out the mud as a baby father is much harder saying children that you love and adore the cordial used to break and rob you circumstances would have broke a weaker man but i put it on my mama i'm a man of honor and the hardship made me a better money runner so effectively he went through some awful shit and he thinks back on coming from atlanta and some of the dirty used to do and the circumstances that led to that but ultimately got to a new place in life because of it and he's not doing all right and then the lp comes back in and i like it man this is for the never heard never even got a motherfucking word this is for my sister sarah son honey i'm so sorry you were hurt a couple more shouts out a couple more lines like that kind of reps how the downtrodden and i think he specifically focuses on her and it's really good and then killer mike focuses on black folks black child in america the fact that made it its magic black and beautiful the world broke my mama heart and she died an addict god bless me to redeem her in my thoughts words and my actions satisfaction for the devil god damn it he'll never ever have it this is for the do-gooders and their that the no gooders used and then abused for the truth tellers tried to the whipping post left beaten battered bruised for the ones whose body hung from a tree like a piece of strange fruit go hard last words to the firing squad was fuck you too and i like that it's basically saying go out there and live the life that you have to live and don't be afraid and he's, he's almost they almost dedicated this song to all the people who died that have inspired them and pushed them to be the men that they are and you know don't let them win don't let these people have it and if it gets to that point where you're facing that shit let the last words you have be fuck you too and i just pray if i ever had that moment that's that's the kind of man i am then there's this crazy instrumental break and it stops and the beat comes back for a few minutes of pure beauty it just pulsates and then it adds into it i think there's like a brass instrument of some kind it's real nice and then uh, you get the outro, which is apparently Matt Sweeney and ASAP Ferg. And it's like, this is the story of a couple of small-time hustlers framed by crooked crops and forced to make a run for their lives. Nothing but a bag of money and a stolen Buick Grand National and each uh, other to their names. They ain't friends exactly. These guys have a better chance of killing each other than beating the odds. No, sir, they're brothers. When the chips are down, I really don't think you want to bet against Yankee and the Brave. And it repeats it and so it just kind of concludes the album bringing us back to how it started like this is almost all a story almost all just another episode in the life of these two dudes and i even like the idea of like how they're not really friends they're brothers they're family they might actually fucking kill each other because i always wondered how these two guys get along like i bet lp must get so fucking annoyed by killer mike is my honest opinions like I love the idea of going on a tour with Killer Mike one day. It's a huge dream of mine. I also get the feeling if I had to like hang out with him all the time, I would really feel like a guilty sinner all the time. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe I'm just misreading it. I love this track. I think it's an amazing seven minutes or so to close out this album. Five on five really made the experience longer. I would have felt a little cheated at like 33 minutes. I know cheated is a strong word. I would have still felt that way. This really balanced it out nice and made it like the proper length for a good album. The short side, but still a proper length. That's it. We've reached the end of this project. 
I gave the album a 4.841. This is in the top 10 albums I've reviewed on this channel as far as grades go, including every fucking video we've covered. Um, I really love this project. This is in my contender list for album of the year. So far, I have Lil Darkies, This Does Not Exist, the latest RA of the Rugged Man project, the last Eminem project, uh, and then I think it's this one, RTJ4 is on my list. There's probably other great albums that have come out, but these are the four that I think were the most substantial. And I think if I'm going to rate it on what I'm most going to listen to again in full, it's RTJ4 or Rugged Man. It's hard to say which is which right now. And Lil Darky's up there too. M is actually in fourth place on this list right now in terms of re-listenability. But yo, this album had it all for me. High energy banging beats you can dance to, you can move to, you can fucking pound out. Hard hitting raps you want to learn the words to spit and know there's going to be a challenge and a great energy to play on. Real skill and finesse for the way they ride the wave of the beat right in the pocket. You can learn technique from studying how nice they do it. Real adherence to hip-hop culture. Really showing love for the past. Showing love for the future. And really creating something that is both reflective of 2020 but still going to be dope to listen to in 10 years. I think that they're on point with their messaging. I think that they spit that shit about how to be a man. How to be a modern artist revolutionary. How to really push that shit. I would just love to talk to these people. I'm really into this project. I love the features. I think it was just such a great and delightful project all around. So yeah, uh, thank you all for watching. I appreciate it. Feel free to subscribe to the channel for more reviews. Like it if you did. You can hit that like button, I guess. Down in the comment section, you can let me know your thoughts and opinions. And uh, if y'all want to see us do RTJ1, the only one we haven't done yet, uh, hit that likes up button just for that. Anyway, special thanks to the patrons. Ismail Gadamsi, Chris Proud, Jonathan Barnes, Linda Williams, uh, DJ Black Hurricane, Scribble, and Carl. They're dope. They support what we do. Feel uh, If you want to see more they get to tell us what albums they want to see us review so if you have something in particular you want to see it's a good way to get that done i make music myself like i said you can check that out links in description on this channel please follow me on spotify on that note it's real good and my girlfriend's gonna kill me because i basically ignored her all day so live long and prosper everyone